Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to episode uh, 467 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Mark Foster, hello everybody. And... Not really joking, he's not here. <laughs> um, Becky Foster, hello everybody. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Uh, so, uh, Mark will be joining us in a bit um but uh becky and i have seen a film that mark hasn't so we're gonna uh we're gonna speak on that for a bit so what have we got coming um bex and i are going to be talking some decision to leave uh part chamwook's latest twisty thingamajig um we've also got barbarian uh which we've all seen um oh man i'm getting it twisted now um what? Oh, bloody hell. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Is that it? Um, I think you've seen Wendell and Wild. Uh, yeah, so I've seen Wendell and Wild. Mark's, Mark's seen... seen the most Mark film in the world, and he's, we'll talk about bros. Bros, yeah. Um, And I've seen Triangle of Sadness. Yes. Yeah, okay. So Barbarian is the only group review oh aren't we rubbish uh <laughs> it was i mean i mean it was something like we had we had aspirations last week and it didn't quite get there um uh, you know and it, i mean like, I'm, I'm absolutely in that as well because I, I i was gonna watch bros and then just did not seems like nobody watched bros it wasn't even in the top 10 in the uk this weekend so oh, really uh, yeah. I'm really upset that I didn't get to finish Wendell and Wild though, because I was really enjoying that. It's got like a real paranormal kind of cool kids movie kind of vibe. I don't know how if that pans out, but it it's just too bad that there's about thirty different plots in that film. Ah, fun. It's awful lot to keep up with. I think we've uh, all accidentally got the same film in our what we've been watching though as well. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Right, if you can hear me, that's that's me this time. My AirPods connected. Oh. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We all saying... watched the same film in what we've been watching. Yeah, because didn't you do a rewatch of Malignant? Mark said. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we we watched that as well. Oh, that's funny. Okay, well, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about malignant as well then a little bit. Uh, okay, yeah. fun. Um, so uh, not very retro, retro review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, we are a pod syndicate podcast. Uh, listen to uh, other like-minded shows like Chinchroker versus Punter, um, Entertainment Landfill, his film, her movie, and the Iron sequel. Um, and the rewatch project and um patreon.com forward slash film bastards for more film bastards where this week we will be talking about guy ritchie's um philosophical gangster film uh revolver so uh, you'll have that to look forward to so um well i'll tell you what we're we're we're, we're starting a little bit later than usual um today um some tech issues so let's should we get in? Should we talk decision to leave? We can do, yeah. Yeah, we'll just get into it. Um, so, decision to leave. 
is directed. The only trailer I've watched is the um, the What's It one, uh, Ryan Reynolds one, which I think Mark will have probably watched, so we can maybe loop back around when he gets in. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do yeah. that. Let's do that. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, decision to leave, uh, directed by Park Chan Wook, and stars uh, Tang Wei and um, uh, Park Hay Il. Um, I'm going to go with, yeah. Uh, so, IMDb says, a detective investigating a man's death in the mountains meet the, meets the dead man's mysterious wife in the course of his dogged sleuthing. You would like to think that a man investigating a murder would meet the man's wife. So, that is a bit of a weird summary on IMDb. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she's just like there. He doesn't doggedly sleuth her out, does he? No, no, he just like the, the yeah, it's just this the the wife is here. Okay, let's interview the wife. Um but there's a bit of did she kill him, did she not? Um and then the two have some chemistry and it goes on from there. So um yeah, part time works latest, um getting tipped for a potential best director at the Oscars nomination, depending on um how uh, um international uh, the director's branch of feeling this year and uh yeah has uh, played can uh one best director at can and uh comes out here with a fair bit of uh hype behind it bex what did you think of decision to leave i think it's one that i'm definitely gonna have to revisit um i found it a little bit a bit underwhelming perhaps um I think a lot of the a lot of the appeal is very subtle stuff. Um, I think like the um, like the relationship between the two of them and how that kind of develops is is interesting. But I think the I don't know. It just felt a little flat for some reason. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure why. Possibly the pacing. Um, Possibly because a lot of it's him just spying on her from a car. So, I, I, but I, I feel like I, with other Park Chan Wook films, I've enjoyed them more on a second visit. So, it, it may it, that may change. Um, I really enjoyed the fact the way that they dealt with um, like uh, text messages and listening to voice recordings and things like that and, and showing essentially like a dramatisation of what they're referring to. I thought that mm. was a really good little touch. Um, directorially, you know, yeah, I can understand why it's won um, for that. I just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the story is... I don't know, a little thin, maybe. I, I think that's fair, um, and especially with the with the runtime, because I mean it's a good two and a quarter hours long, mm. um, and it, yeah, I don't, it, it's interesting. I think I've cooled on it slightly um, since coming out of the uh, out of the cinema, and I, I I think I think the ending is really really good. Um, the the idea of her just being an unresolved mystery for him yeah um like that and just him kind of like just searching around the beach kind of like shouting for her and then the film basically ends is a i i, I think it's a bit of a banger of an ending mm. um mm. 
but you yeah you're right the story is is quite thin did he did she kill him yeah he co- he kind of like agrees to kind of like hush it up essentially and then she's involved in the death of another guy did she kill him no but kinda yeah she, yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't kill him, but she killed the other guy's mum. Yeah, she put the steps in place for the so that he he would yeah. like he would be killed. Yeah, and it yeah yeah I think you're bang on actually. It it is a thin story, but like I say, the ending's great. And, and I mean, it was interesting as well. And again, I think it's just. A little bit of hype, but also film Twitter can be very horny when it wants to be. And there were a lot of people talking about like how hot the film was and how erotic it was. And what? I mean, no. I mean, they, they, they had decent chemistry, but it wasn't exactly a romance for the ages. And it no. did. It did. It felt more like he just really wanted to bang her more than like there was love to any of it. Um, yeah, I, she seemed to just want to be kind of looked after, and he just seemed to yeah just 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 want to fuck her really like not, but not in any kind of urgent way. Like there's never any kind mm. of question that he's gonna leave his wife for her or or any pining really he just watches her a bit and then when she leaves he moves on with his life as i, as I know it just it's not that romantic a movie no no quite um yeah yeah it, it yeah it, it is an odd duck because you think of a film like the handmaiden and just how messed up that is and obviously i mean he's made a, a lot of messed up films but mm. also like that film is like very erotically charged yeah and 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 this yeah there's some really in interesting directorial flourishes like the whole idea of him kind of like being there with uh even though he's not he's like watching her from afar but almost like imagining that he's like in her apartment with her um i think that that stuff's really interesting like you said the where where she's um kind of like talking in chinese and then having like siri translate it yeah um and like that that's great and her kind of like acting out the meaning on her face while the like like the monotone voices saying this like impactful stuff i thought was very cool um it, yeah i don't know my favorite ones was when he sort of says into his speaker like finally she's crying or something and she's just got her head turned away and smiling i really enjoyed that one yeah 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 i mean so that, that that's it it feels like a film where i like the parts more than i like the whole yeah, yeah. um and yeah i don't know just like the um the, the 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 wife i mean that was interesting it's like he sees her every now and then and then she finds out and then the very next scene it's just like right she's off with this other guy um but i i, I don't know i i would have appreciated the wife like us having a scene of the wife really chewing him out 
But it's such um, a passionless movie, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Kind of, it's just, it's so low energy. And I think that's maybe why I didn't get on with it so well. It's just like, it's like a series of things that happen, but no one really reacts really, very much to anything. Oh, I, I think Mark has entered the arena. Um, but uh, yeah, no, quite. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's just not, actually not a lot to chew on. No, which I didn't expect from from it. No, no, quite. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I've really called on it, and I mean, like, I, 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 to be fair, I think Noel maybe slightly broke the spell for me as well because he was just like, I'm really struggled. I've really struggled with it, and I can't say i don't see what uh, why um i mean i think i think seeing it in the cinema kept my attention yeah but I, yeah. if i was watching this at home i'd be very tempted to pick up my phone and start scrolling at times well i i had planned to watch wendell and wild whilst doing housework today like have it on in the background and doing bits and bats and then sit down and watch this if this had been a talkie rather than a reedy, it would be perfect yeah. for having on in the background. Sure. And Wendell sure. Wild w- was very much a, oh no, I want to see what's fucking happening, what's going on there. What's mm. that cream they're putting on those things? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it bring the tick back to life? That's about as far as I got. Um, so yeah, so I was I was trying to watch it while doing stuff and ended up having to switch it off because I just couldn't. And then had massive computer problems and didn't manage to fit both in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's a shame. So, but look, I I am definitely not shit on it, but I've definitely called. I can't, I can't see me ever watching it again. See, I will watch it again. Yeah, okay, fair Mark enough. Partly because I haven't seen it and partly because, like I say, I often... I often prefer channel what movies on a second watch. So yeah, I think I'll give it another go, but probably fairly soon. And probably if I still feel the same way, we'll never watch it again. Whereas I'll watch yeah. Man- Maiden and JSA and loads of like other bits and bats again. Yeah. So yeah, a bit bit disappointed really. Yeah. 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 Um... But I need. Mean, it's not shit. I'm not. Yeah, no. it is. It is a definitely not shit. But it's just. It's just like I said at the start, a little underwhelming from a story point of view. I, 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 yeah. I think I slightly bought into the hype a little bit too much. But I mean, I know you, you know, I would because it's part time work. But that, there mm. you go. But yeah, de- definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. But Lord knows it won't be troubling any of my lists at the end of the year. Christ. It might trouble my disappointments. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because you hear Park Chan Wook movie coming out, you're like, fuck yes, bring it on. It was not a fuck yes, bring it on. Well, our audience, um, Paul. Hi. Nice. <laughs> 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 Where's definitely shit 71%. Touching cloth 14%. And shit 14%. Wow. I'd be interested to see what you think of it. I will as well. 
I've got I've got a feeling he'll be on the shit like the, the closer to shit scale. You reckon? Yep. Yep. Well, you missed all the spoilery stuff, so. Yes, I shall That's watch good. it within the next week. So. That can be my rewatch. Yeah. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape Quantum Leap To giving up finding new content on Netflix And just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation Or Parks and Recreation I think that we can all agree There's a lot to be said for that You can't beat a good rewatch So, with that in mind Join Anna And Mike From Chinstroke vs. Panzer As we burn through some of our favourite franchises And share our immediate reactions to each instalment In both spoiler and non-spoiler sections To do that Do a search for The Rewatch Project With Hannah and Mike On Apple Podcasts, Spotify Or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Have you ever wondered what so called family films will scar your kids forever? putting four and five year olds in front of this movie it's like if they didn't know what death was before this they're going to know it after it they're going to know it after it and they're going to be freaking terrified they're going to be questioning you yeah or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold dead heart yeah the dark knight has got like all the orphans and like oh no we're going to die they did not build up those orphans at all in my head it's like kill them then look no further the His Film Her Movie Podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Okay, good. Um, all right, so unless there's any news that anyone wants to talk about, I'm I'm all right just to go straight to trailers. I've I've, I've explained it. We started recording late and whatnot, Mark. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bang on at the trailers. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, Bex kind of mentioned this in passing, but the uh, the new trailer for Spirited. At least I assume that's the Ryan Reynolds film you were talking about, Bex. It was. Yeah. 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 What What do we think of that? 
Have you watched it? I, I haven't had a chance to watch oh any of the trailers. Oh my god, I fully assumed you'd have watched this because it's uh, I, I Will Ferrell and Ryan it, Reynolds. It literally came out today. Oh, did it only today. come out today? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> what have you been up to today, Mark? Bit of work. You got, you got a job? I have a job, yes. Bloody hell. Yeah, it started on Monday. You didn't put that in the chat, did you? I, 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 I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> oh, no. It's it's just me being finicky. I'm doing something that is two or three rungs below where I would normally do what I would normally do, but I'm being paid the same as I would normally get paid. And so I I, I thought, well, there's that, so I'll be all right. And then I've got there and gone, hmm, oh. I've paid my dues doing all this for years. Oh. <laughs> Why am I doing it all again? <laughs> and the, like the, the fact that, and I remember going, it's literally because they're paying me. Yeah, yeah I have to do that sometimes. Why the fuck am I doing all this shit? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they're paying me. So, yeah, so it's been a bit of a, <laughs> it's, it's been a bit of a screaming at the volume, hasn't it? A little bit on there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Moving on then. Sorry to hear that. Um, you'll be you'll be pleased to know, Mark, that Spirited basically looks like Scrooged if it was made now and uh, wasn't funny. Way tamer. Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it doesn't. I, I I may be a little bit over the whole Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds in a Ryan Reynolds movie thing. I'm not. I'm still on that train. That's fine. That's fine. I just, I just. Uh, I haven't watched the trailer yet, but, I, but I, I just, I, I know I'm going to really enjoy this movie. Yeah, you yeah. will. You will. I mean, you, you get into the Christmas spirit by watching this and then watching a couple of World Cup games. <laughs> That's not going to be confusing. Yeah, it's not going to be weird at all. See, I don't know whether that's why I'm looking at the trailer for this and going, nah, fuck that noise. I am so, so grinchy this year. <laughs> I am absolutely not at all looking forward to Christmas, apart from to seeing Isabel. Um, and even that might only be for a couple of days, depending on what she can get out of at work. So... I think I will be hopefully more once it gets a little bit closer. We need some white chocolate and cranberry biscuits. We might do, yeah. Now it's in November. Wait, I was going to say yesterday, actually, when we were at the supermarket, should we would get some mince pies, but then I forgot. It wasn't quite December then. Yeah, November then, was it? Yeah. What, yesterday? On the 1st of November? Yeah. yeah it was, yeah. Really? Um, I did watch that Tilda Swin one, actually. And did you watch that? Oh, The Eternal Daughter. No, I didn't, actually. I didn't get to it. How, how does it seem? Yeah, it looks quite intriguing, actually. So she basically plays the mother and the daughter. Mm-hmm. She's acting opposite herself. And they go visit like some spooky place that the mother's been to before. Um, and it starts bringing back memories or something. I was kind of watching it sort of in passing while I was trying manically to get the computer to work. So I don't know whether I've taken in all the nuances, but it looks quite intriguing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. I um. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's Joanna Hogg, and I I enjoyed the souvenir part too. Uh, last year, I think it was. So um, uh, yeah. I will I will watch this, and yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. Um. Oh, we did actually accidentally watch the One Piece trailer as well, didn't we? 
<laughs> earlier in the week. Yeah. And you just turned around to me after one words and went, what the fuck was that? What I just watched? <laughs> yeah. Which was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's playing in fucking IMAX this weekend. Like, oh, really? I, yeah, I mean, like, anime is, like, doing, like, really good numbers, at least, like, opening week at the moment. So, uh, yeah, they're really taking some shots. And I don't know, I kind of respect it. Like, I'm not going to watch any of them, but I respect it. Yeah, because there was that, there was one early, earlier this year, I think, one that did, like, a... Yeah. That was in IMAX again. It was, like, a week. And that was it. Dragon <laughs> Ball Super Hero Movie Colon Super, or I genuinely think it was called something like that. It, it had a really ridiculously long title where you're watching going, is this like the seventh film in a series that we don't know about? Uh, yeah. I don't think it was that one that I, that I saw the trailer for. There was some like weird one about a singer that I wanted to see earlier this year, but I can't remember what it was called. Don't know that one. The Singy Sing Lady. Could be, could yeah. well be. Yeah, that's my debut feature. I'm, I'm glad the <laughs> word's getting out there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh dear. I watched the Guardians Holiday Special trailer. Oh yeah, we did watch that, didn't we? Yeah. When they try and kidnap Kevin Bacon. Yeah. The thing is, if this is just an hour-long little one-off special on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Yeah. I'm kind of all right with that. But weirdly, my brain's going, what if it's two 40-minute episodes for no reason? I think I'm going to play it. I'm out now. What if it was two 30-minute episodes? I'd still be out. So it's the episodic nature that yeah. you're taking offence at. Okay. I'd be like, I can't say I've not watched a, I've not watched a Marvel series now. <laughs> nice. uh, oh. Bex, have you seen they've, uh, they've announced the start date for the Last of Us show? Oh, no. Yeah, 16th of January on Sky. Interesting. Yeah, it's like not that far away. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised by that. I'm looking forward to yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. 16th of December. January, sorry, did you say? Yeah. I yeah. Thought, I thought, shit, was that? Did you say December then? Then my brain went, no, you didn't, dickhead. Yeah, dickhead. I mean, um, that'd be a great Christmassy watch. <laughs> <laughs> Good trailer. Mm. Yeah, um, looking forward to that. Have we recorded since all the Silent Hill stuff came out? I don't know. Maybe I've missed No, I don't him. think so. Was but that last week? It. Yeah. Have you watched the trailer yeah. for the new games? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I really, really want to play silent hill too but i also really don't i want them to reboot silent hill but i think they'd have the same problem as they did with resident evil in that they can't do a proper remaster Mm. because of the Mm. technology at the time but yeah it's it's reboot of two isn't it and then they've got a new one coming out yeah it's like they they, yeah they announced like two or three other ones um But they they seem kind of like quite spin-offy. Um, yeah, see, well, I said to you, said to Mark, it seems like they're kind of following the Resident Evil model uh, model of rebooting, whilst at the same time releasing new ones in the series. That's quite interesting because it works for Resident Evil really well. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, it should work for Silent Hill as well if they're actually putting some decent developers on it. Um, well, the I mean, Venn diagram of the fans of those two games is a circle, so it should work. Yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I, the the Resident Evil 4 remake trailer kind of had me more, to be honest, because um, mm. it's slightly more my bag. Um but then again, I played two hours of Resident Evil 4 on the Switch and never went back to it again. So maybe it's not my bag. That's that's my issue with the the, the number four. It was the first one that I ever played because I think I was a bit too young when the other games first came out. So I was like, right, I'm diving in with number four. I'm going, I'm yeah. doing it. And it's like, it, it the, the no, I just hated it. Absolutely hated it. And I don't know whether now, because I've played more of the previous ones and more of that type of game, I'd be able to get on with it better. But yeah, it's all about Wesker, isn't it? And he teleports and shit. Uh, I, like I say, I've only played the first couple of hours, so I honestly couldn't tell you. But um, mm. I liked the look of the trailer. I'll definitely give it a go. Nice. Um, I will definitely go upstairs and watch a movie while you do that. <laughs> I support you when you're playing your game. Yeah, I say, who's that prick? A lot. Yeah, you do do that. You're not a very good spotter, actually. No. You're terrible at it. Yeah. Why is that guy doing that thing? What do you mean? That guy over there doing that thing. That's a tree mark. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that tree doing that thing? <laughs> I still think you'd like Doom. You quite just like gave in to it. You quite liked, um, gosh, what was it called? Resistance Fall of Man, didn't you? Until it got until you, until the leapers came into it more, and you used to just scream, "Ah, leapers!" I didn't like them fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you got most of the way through that one before you got bored. Well, I finished both of them. Did you? Yeah. Uh, are we are we just delaying talking about Avatar? I haven't watched the Avatar trailer. And I haven't had a chance to get it work. All right. I'll just okay. say, I mean, it, it looks like it cost a bob. Um, it, it must be the most expensive movie ever made now. You'd think so, wouldn't you? But they, but they could probably yeah. tie in costs with the other ones to, like, keep the budget, like, technically keep the budget down or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the plan in there. But then again, it, 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 this is made the, the Avatar franchise. Once you've got, even if even if Cameron does do like five fucking movies, it's paid for itself already because they've got mm. the ride and the experience and all that shit. It, it, it's it's fine. So I mean, that's the thing. The Avatar ride at Disney World Florida was like one of the best rides I've ever been on. It was fucking incredible. And the scene setting and stuff that they did before was just top notch, brilliant. And the, the thing is, I, I'm, I've i decided to come at the Avatar films as if they're just rides at this point. Like, I'm going to get, I'm going to see a story. All right, Scott says he. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I know, uh, yeah, but I, I, but it's I, right. I, I, I'm, I, the thing is, I don't necessarily mean that in a denigrating way. It's like, oh, all right, I will watch this new one in IMAX 3D for three hours and go, that was pretty. Um, 
I don't know. I might have a couple of CBD gummies beforehand or something as well. You know, like really lean into it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it as a film. And but as an experience, yes. Yeah, and I mean this this trailer. It, I, yeah, I don't know. It just it it feels like it's going to lean really heavily into the we are all connected by the great spirit Awa and uh, it, it's like the the couple from the first one's kid is talking about how she can hear its heartbeat and it's like i i i that's absolutely cool i don't care i do i do not care but you do you and I'm going to try and have a little bit of a high from some from CBD and watch some pretty shit in 3D. That's literally what I'm where I'm coming at it now. I, 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 yeah. I'm just I'm just curious more than anything. I'm just curious to see what he's going to do with it. <laughs> what? What what is big idea that he has been like so much? I need to do this that it's actually taken him this long to do. Yeah, yeah, quite. Because if it comes out and it's basically just a new version of the last one, it's a bit like. It, why? I don't think it's going to be that. That's I will say that it looks like it is going to be like a different story and. It looks like the kids are the focus and like um, one of the kids looks like they're gonna have a bit of a star-crossed lover thing with a girl blue one from another tribe and stuff. You, I mean, look, it just, the, the, the world is going to be top-notch. Technologically, it's going to be amazing. At, but I'm, I'm already like, it, it, it's making my brain itch the way that uh, people are, are going to potentially defend the, the film and Cameron <laughs> and, yeah. I like that just you know I watched Avatar again less than a month ago and I watched it in IMAX 3D and it's fine you call, call me fucking Scorsese like, like if you fucking yeah whatever <laughs> the thing is it's right that's the best way to view it as an experience that's what Cameron wanted you to view it as yeah, but then he releases it only in a format where you have to pay like 50 quid a ticket to see it. Which which helps make it the highest grossing movie of all time. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not buying into the capitalist bullshit of Avatar. <laughs> I'm still offended by the fact that you could only see it in 3D at the time. And then they were like, oh my God, it's made so much money. It's the most successful movie ever. Yeah, because... <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Well, that's trailers. I'm a miserable bitch. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Well, let's hopefully talk about something that you're not going to be miserable about. Your words, to be clear. Um, <laughs> uh, so let, let's talk about the, uh, the, the, the new release that we all saw. So uh, let's talk Barbarian, which is directed by a man by the name of Zach Kreger. Uh, co-director of um, Miss March, if I remember correctly. Yes. Um, <laughs> Horsedick.mpeg in Miss March. Um, wild. Uh, stars Georgina Campbell, uh, Bill Skarsgård and Justin Long. And uh, all spoilers all the time. 
But the summary on IMDb, a woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. Yeah? Yeah, it's not bad at that. I was, expecting, I was expecting it to be something really bad. <laughs> like, a woman goes to a house, rents it, there's wine. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> and, and Pennywise is there. <laughs> Poor Pennywise. Um so, um, I'm I'm just gonna say who had Mad Woman in connected tunnels under the house on their bingo card when the film started because I didn't. No, and I, I knew I knew nothing about it. No, other than they were very clever with the trailer. Yeah. This. Uh-huh. Other than there was something. So I knew there was going to be something. Mm. And it's a house, so you know there's going to be something under the house. But, yeah, you didn't quite click what that was going to be, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So... I 100% thought. I kept saying to you, didn't I? I really hope he just continues to be a nice man, because it'd be yeah nice for him to be a nice man but the thing is at, at no point did i think that he wasn't gonna be just a nice guy because it built skarsgård now if he'd have just played the the, the what ended up being a wrong one in this mm. then it would have been right is that all he is then is he just horror villain no yeah yeah and i, I think he's far <laughs> too smart a guy to let himself get pigeonholed yeah yeah to, to, to do that so it had to be that maybe he is just quite nice. Oh, and he's so lovely. When he's like, oh, I noticed you didn't drink your tea. And then I thought, you know, yeah. when you, it might be because you didn't know if I'd put something in it. So I've, I've not opened the wine. Well, the the, the idea so there is, is that he is he is the exact opposite of Justin Long's character. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean the yeah, he would one hundred percent put something in in her wine. Um, the, the 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 Justin Long looking at all like the aftermath of it all, just not taking it in at all, and then googling about whether um like the basement can count towards additional square footage in a house. <laughs> is genuinely one of the funniest things I think I've seen in a film this year. Um, yeah. It just, like, he's, like, I don't know, just, I swear, doesn't he at one point, like, just straight up, like, just see, like, that bucket in that room and just go, oh, ooh, and then just move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, he moves it out of the way of his tape yeah, measure, doesn't he? Yeah, he moves it out of his tape measure. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And I, 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 it just... The the like the tonal shifts that this film takes. Like I, I mean, just the you know, towards the end he gives that impassioned speech about how he's gonna try and be a better person, then like literally a minute later he pushes her off the <laughs> <laughs> and then tries to tell her that it was kind of her fault. <laughs> but even when yeah, yeah, changes yeah. that are in the what is it? He kind of goes, Oh god and then straight away starts messing around. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, 
I had a great deal of fun with it. You know, as as I said on the show when I saw it, um, I had a great deal of fun with it. And I feel like it's those moments that will make a rewatch really pleasurable as well. Now that you actually know what the plot of the film is, um, I, I feel like those, those moments will re- like really make an impact still. Yeah, the thing is, I I, I actually really enjoyed it yeah, from a... I don't. I didn't really. It's not that I didn't like the story. I just. I, it, it didn't really do anything that I felt was that kind of new or different. But then again, the the thing is, I don't think it needs to, because the atmosphere is that it's a really, it's a really fun movie if you're watching. Do you know what I think the the um, problem was with it for me? What? The disparity between the creepy kind of tense tone of the beginning, mm. which I was really enjoying, and then the it's got like a pratfally slapsticky kind of tone to the end of it, and I'd have much rather watched the first movie. Do you know why I think that is? I think that the that the, the, the uh, what's his name? Um, is it Richard Brake? Is it? Yeah. He, him, and the nameless whatever inbred daughter number he's onto, daughter wife number he's onto there. Which apparently, according to who I am, maybe is played by a man. Uh, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, there, they are almost in a weird way a little bit of a horror MacGuffin in the fact that the movie. In the movie, it has them there, but they're not the 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 big fucking evil piece of shit that is there. That's Justin Long, who fucking who arrives halfway through the fucking movie, mm. singing along just to himself in his fucking sports car, like a dick. Yeah, and then proceeds to just be an arsehole throughout the entire thing. To anybody, pretty much that he comes across, but without ever actually acknowledging or knowing he's an arsehole. I mean, I think Richard Brake's character imprisoning girls and impregnating them is pretty horrible. That is horrible, but it is dealt with so fucking quickly. Yeah. And without any investigation or anything like that, it is virtually incidental. Hmm. And I think that's perhaps where it where it fell down for me and where you liked it more is that I I was going into it expecting a horror movie and all the setup was horror movie. But I think you still and got then, horror. I uh, didn't really. You did. It's more like comedy horror after the break. But I, but, but I liked that. The thing is, there's a there's there's been a, a, a bit of a raft of these. People find things underneath things. Yeah. Movies. So there was that um, as above, so below. Yeah. Which did the weird thing that most horror films do. Did the opposite of what most horror films do, where the actual setup and everything like that was shit. It's and the, the film, if you got halfway through the film and turned it off because you were bored, that'd be fine. Yeah. Whereas most other ones, it's the build-up they get right, and then the end of it's terrible. Yeah, the layoff in Asimov, so the layoff's brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. Or something like Don't Breathe, mm. 
where you think that the horror is all of this and it's the home invasion bit of this blind man who's actually just fucking smashed him to bits. And then all of a sudden you've got what happens there, which is still just fucking barking mad brilliant. I like the fact that 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 you don't get to hear really that much other than the fucking hobo telling them and they all knew about it because nobody wants to come down there that this guy's been doing this for years. You don't even unwrap the, hang on a minute though, how is he getting all of the food? And Because you're not that bothered, because you're too busy going, what the fuck, Justin, as he pushes her off a roof? For no reason, really. You don't need to. Yeah, because he doesn't know that the thing's going to dive off and try and fucking save her. He thinks it's going to, but he probably could quite easily have manoeuvred around it in some way. Mm. Yeah, she wants, like, right past her, does she? Yeah. The fact that she survives that fall as well. But like, I... I, I tried to, at the time, rationalise it by going, oh, yeah, but Mama saved her by, like, making it so that they turned in the air and she landed first and she landed on top of her. And, you know, that's why. And this was at a point when I was still trying to like it. And I am I really like the beginning of it. I really really and I think that's what's pissed me off about it. Right, do you know what though? What? The beginning of it is fine, but I guarantee you the end of the of the the middle and the end of the beginning of that movie, right? Mm. Would have just been just boring and just bleh, because you'd have just got You'd have delved into Richard Brake's character and all that, and it'd have just been icky and. I'd have liked that. Movie. That's that. That's, that's fine. I from but it. I think loads of those exist. Mm. Whereas the, like, like you said in there, the 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 almost um, pomposity of Justin Long's character that you, I watched it going, no, I could actually. I can actually see there would be people who would be like, well, actually, yeah. I don't give a shit. It, it, to me, this is a dungeon. It's more value. It's real estate, baby. Yeah. And, and even to the point of, of, I think that has to be viewed with the with the conversation he has with his financial agent. Mm. Where he's like, well, you know, what about the Michigan properties? And he's like, well, they're not worth anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That conversation that he has with his mate in the bar is is just horrible, though. But that's it. It's 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 it, the thing is what it's done is you're there going right. Is this a a post Me Too story where they're actually going to do something which would be a little bit oh I'm not sure about that and have it that he might actually be innocent mm. to then literally going no 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 he's like. But he thinks he's innocent. And that's the issue. But that, but that, that's the, Mm-mm. that's the crux of an awful yeah, yeah. lot of this. Yeah. Just a sleaze. He's just a piece of shit. Oh, that bit. So just to go back to the beginning section, the the good bit, when he, when she's like looking for him down in the tunnel, and he, and and you're still at the point where you're like, is he the baddie? He can't be the baddie because he's gone exploring. But maybe he knew about it. Blah, blah, blah. And then he comes crawling along on all fours. I was like. <gasps> Well, not like I actually like it terrified me. Um, and then she follows him and just smashes the shit out of his head. Yeah. Like, properly smashes the shit out of his head. I mean, she is 
let's be honest, right? The inbreeding has obviously inbred some weird kind of super strength into her. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a... Oddity. Plot hole. Plot hole. It's what it is. There's a lot of plot holes, but it's horror. And I had a good time watching it. Yep. have an awful time and i think again it might be one that i need to rewatch. going all right okay expect what you know is the actual truth and then you might enjoy it better I, I had a good amount of fun with this it in a weird way i don't know why but it reminded me a little bit of something like don't breathe mm. i think partially because of the you know, the, the setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, if if halfway through somebody went, God, this is getting a bit fucking dour, isn't it? Like, it's getting a bit grim. Has anyone seen the babysitter? It's a really fun new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, and I love the babysitter. I, I love horror comedy when it's horror comedy all the way through. I think it's the the dissonance of this for me. I I but I I kind of like that because I, when it was going when it was going, I just thought I can't be bothered. With, like, I didn't know that it was going to have that just was going to be that character. I, I thought, oh, is he going to be turn up and he's going to be like a podcaster that fucking read about it or some bullshit? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what I was kind of dreading. And then when it just turned out that he was just a sleazy soap actor, yeah, I was, I was like, I'm alright with this now. Fair. I had a yeah. good time with Barbarian. Yeah, I think it's fun. So, you know, so it, it's, is it the, could you ever put on one of the scariest movies of the year? No. No. But, it's, it, you know, feel good hit of the fucking spooky season, maybe. <laughs> yeah, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Um, actually talked myself up on it as well. Nice. Where are you at with it's a mild, definitely not shit for me. Okay. Again, I need to rewatch it, and I promise I'll stop being a misery at some point. Well, the thing is, what I will say again about the opening forty minutes—I seem to see this. People who seem to have not got on with it have really enjoyed the first forty minutes. Yeah. And not enjoyed the last fifty minutes. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen anyone who hasn't got on with it. The other way around. The other way around. Yeah. Uh, there. She's. She's very unlikable, I thought, in the first 40 minutes. I think she's just supposed to be wary, isn't she? She's wary, but mm. she's also rude with it. Yeah, she's a little bit rude. She's quite rude about it. I think you've got to imagine yourself in that situation and, like, as far as she's concerned, he's in the place that she booked and... She now has to share space with this strange man that she doesn't know. Yeah, but he's also there first, and he offers, you know, he's like, look, come in, and, and, and we'll, we'll try and sort this out. And, like, all the bits, like, you know, she's like, well, can I see your, what is it? Which is fine, and he's perfectly fine, and she's well done, right? So he's like, yeah, that that's fine. But just been a bit, like, she, she's being very standoffish about it, and this guy is actually being just quite nice it's a bit different for boys though and it's possibly there is there is an element of that but i do still think she comes across as a little bit unlikable yeah i'd have just gone and parked in a nicer neighborhood and slept in my car it's detroit there but there's that many of them 
Condolence, Dudley. What was the audience poll? The audience poll was definitely not shit eighty two percent and shit eighteen percent. Okay. Right, this train keeps on a rolling. Um, I think it's time for some what we've been watching. Uh, Mark Bex. What have you been watching? We have watched one together, I believe, that wasn't a sure one. Yeah. Um, because I watched something else on, uh, that I'll talk about. Actually, haven't anything up on my own. Right, shall I talk about? Well, well, uh, all three of us watched the same movie as well. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. We'll we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about this, Bex. Mm-hmm. Then I'll talk about that, and then we can all lead into Ian's what we've been watching, talking about that. Because I'm not sure. Oh, I was talking about that. You're saying this like it's a big mystery. We discussed it at the start of the show. Yeah. Well, it's a mystery Sorry. to me. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched, because we've watched an awful lot of horror, haven't we, recently? You seem to think we have, yeah. I think we've watched a lot of horror yeah. recently. Okay. Um, and I couldn't be bothered watching any more horror. So what did we watch, Becky? <laughs> we watched a John, John Travolta-led law drama. Nice. A civil action. Yeah. Which stars... Um, John Travolta. John Travolta, Robert Duvall, James Gandolfini... Um, Dan uh, Hedaya, uh, Jonathan Lithgow, William H. Macy. Jonathan Lithgow. Did I say Jonathan? You did, yeah. He's Sunday name, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> right now, somewhere, somewhere, Jonathan Lithgow goes, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, yeah. Somebody's gone, What, John? He's gone, Someone just Sunday named me. The absolute prick. The temerity. <laughs> I wonder if it actually is his full name. Um, John. Kathleen Quinlan um, and Tony Shalhoub. Um, so it's about like a... George Walter plays like a, a small firm, but big win, like civil action lawyer, doesn't he? Yes. Um, so his whole thing is that he he puts out like these big civil action suits against places knowing that he's going to that they're going to settle and him and his firm are going to make money and the people who are doing that is it are going to make money because he's never going to have to go to trial because everyone always settles, everyone always settles. and then he happens and he only takes trials he can win and he only takes cases he can win yeah yeah he takes on one that he thinks he might have found a hook in that he can win mm. and then it because all... of the parent company of the responsible company isn't it yeah and then he he kind of gets played a little bit by Robert Duval. yeah which yeah which is quite which is really quite fun because Robert Duval is I mean he's fantastic in this he oozes like just malice in this movie but but but, but not, not in like a malicious way no. but just like like when he berates the guy for disturbing his lunch and stuff yeah. the way that he does it is just like really like but it's a friendly way yeah it's not really though like it's not but, it's surface friendly but he literally he says at one point to travolta right give a give me give me the number 
and we'll, we'll we'll get all this settled because you do not want me to take you are not going to try with me with this because you will lose i will beat you well, even the bit when the jury's deliberating mm. he, he says to him my prediction is they'll find him guilty and me not guilty but i'm still willing to offer you the yeah. settlement he, he keeps giving him out yeah and he keeps going no because he thinks he's going to get this big payday. But so Robert he... Duval is attached to the parent company, which is found not guilty by the jury, whilst the local company is found guilty, isn't it? So the payout is obviously significantly less. No, no, but no, but the, the the local company are owned by uh, it's two massive companies. Yeah. It's just one's a lot bigger than the other. Yeah, but it's the one the one that they end up getting found guilty is the bigger one. Oh. It is. They're both two big companies. They're both two big conglomerates, but it's just it, it, if if he gets found, one gets found, it is an, it, it's less likely the one's gonna pay out, mm. and it, it basically runs like that. That he keeps trying to offer him it out, but it's not even that for Travolta by that point. It isn't even about the money. It's about them admitting they were wrong. He kind of grows a conscience throughout it. Yeah, which is a little bit. I, I really enjoyed it. It's I, no, fun. I really enjoyed it, but I did. Jeez, I just, are you sure? Yeah, no, I did. I really, really enjoyed it, actually. It's just John Travolta growing a conscience is not something my brain can really get on with. No, Travolta doesn't like somebody who can grow, grow a conscience, but, but he's based on a true story as well. Yeah, but I just think the casting's a bit off. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> late It's he's late decent. night, he's Travolta as well. well. He's decent enough, isn't he? He's just... He's, he's just He's got such an arrogant air to him oh, yeah. that even when he's supposed to have come round and be being a nice guy, he's still just this arrogant fucking John Travolta guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that the film itself is great. But, yeah, uh, I mean, fucking William H. Macy going out and buying lottery tickets <laughs> to try and keep the firm afloat. He's really good in this, actually. Yeah. And then when he accidentally admits to the, to the bank when he's trying to get extension on the loan, I mean, it's not like I'm going out there and buying lottery tickets, is it? <laughs> and the guy looks at me like, all right, I might bought one or two. All right, I spent $1,000 on lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> See, all, all of his team are very believable. Gandolfini's really good in it. Yeah. Gandolfini is great in it, but you still think, God, at some point he's going to hit some with a pipe. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, when, he's, yeah. when everyone's drinking that water, you just imagine him just like in like real violence. Yeah, he, he's even playing like anywhere near a violent no, character. Nice, nice family man who works in a factory. Yeah, a cannery. Yeah, I like civil action. Yeah, I did. So actually, I'd watch more like that. Yeah. So, the other film I watched on my own was Bros. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how spoilery to go or how spoilery you can go with this movie. Okay. Because it's a rom-com and it is a, a full-blown rom-com. So everyone kind of knows the formula for how rom-coms work. Yeah. So, you know, at, at the start of it there, like Becky and Ian, do you think that the two principal characters, Bobby and Aaron, get together at the end? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, they do. Yeah. So I'm not spoiling anything there, am I? No. Do you think that they kind of get together, but even though they're a little bit opposite, and then they get together, and then something happens, and they fall out? Is there conflict? And then they get back together oh. at the end. Of the game. Yeah. yeah. That, that, is, that is exactly what happens. That's crazy. 
Right. So, with bros, and I think it's fair to say that I, out of the three of us, I, don't, I think maybe not you as much, Beth, because you don't like anything at the moment. But I like things. Um, but I would say that I'm probably the most, the biggest fan of rom-coms here. Yeah. Right. Um, I also have like Nicholas Stoller movies. The issue that this film has is Billy Eichner is good in it, but his character is deeply unlikable. But not like in a Billy Crystal, you know, you you, you could see why somebody wouldn't like him uh, in When Harry Met Sally. I like mm. Yeah, I I think he's fine, but I think there's an argument to be made where people could, could could say that there's a reason why I don't like him. Mm. He's just unlikable. His character in this, yeah. uh, Bobby, he plays a essentially like a a, a, a podcaster and a a, a, a YouTuber um, of um, some report that, 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 he's, that he does it for a living, but makes a very good living out of. And basically just comments on uh, LGBTQ uh, trans issues. And the whole thing is he's got that successful that he's uh, opening in uh, in, in it's New York, I think, or it might be LA. Um, yeah, New York, Manhattan. He's opening the first ever um, LGBTQ history museum. Okay. Um, and that you've got some some fun bits because like he's on the board of it, but then there's also um, what's his name? Uh, fuck, his name escaped my brain right now. Jim Rash. Uh, he's also on the board, uh, and he's bisexual. And then you've got a um, a lesbian, and then you've got a trans, and then you've got a um, and you, you basically you've got all the flavors, yeah. Um, there, and they all just keep on kind of arguing in a way. <laughs> but the issue with the film is, it's when it's fun, it's a lot of fun, mm. and it's quite, and it can be laugh out loud funny at points. The only issue with that fun is every time the balloon has got blown up, and you're going, "This is great." Along comes Billy Anker's character to just fucking pop it and just pop any joint out of the movie. You go, you're just a prick. <laughs> like, not like you're actively being an arsehole and you kind of, you know you are, but you're allowing yourself to think that, you know, it's kind of everyone else's problem because they don't understand you, but also you know you're being a prick. There is a, again, all spoilers all the time. Is anyone bothered about me spoiling this? I know you guys. No. Oh, God, no. Right. So, him and Bobby, uh, Bobby and Aaron, Billy Eichner and Luke uh, McFarlane, who is very good in this, by the way, um, have got together and um, Aaron's family have come to visit New York for Christmas. And um, Bobby said that he'll, you know, he, he can show him around all the Christmas stuff and everything like that. He can show him on New York and do like a big tour, anything like that. And 
they're doing it, and it is a li- he has gone a little bit too gay centric, but his Aaron's family are, are really enjoying it, loving it, and then they go to have something to eat, and it's all going really well. Um, and Aaron has, has, has kind of said to him, "Look, can you, this is right, but you need to tone it down a little bit. Mm. You're being a little bit too. Not everything is gay. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of like a little bit of a theme throughout the, the film." And it, the film knows it, and the film is pointedly pointing it out. Yeah. This isn't, oh, well, that's just coming from a straight white dude. The film it, it yeah. pains to point it out yeah. to you. Um, but he's having a conversation uh, with uh, essentially his boyfriend's mum, his partner's mum, mm. over, like, this meal that they're having. Yeah. And he starts asking about the fact that, you know... Well, do you teach? Because she teaches uh, like kindergarten. He said, "Well, do you teach about you know LGBTQ history and the LGBTQ family at that age?" And she's just like, "No, we don't." I just, I don't think at the age that I teach, it, it, it's it's maybe appropriate at that at, at that point. Yeah. And she's but she's not doing it in a rude way. Yeah. And he just keeps on going, and every time he goes, oh, no, it's 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 fine. I I I, I see where you're coming from, and she go, all right then. And then he'll go, actually no, I don't. And then he just goes on this tirade about it, and it just it's too much. And you're going, yeah, no, if this is, he has a psychological problem. This guy. Mm. Um, and Aaron literally says to him, you, you can't think that everything that comes in your head, you have to fucking say uh, at every moment. But then the problem is, at the end of it all, it all works out for him. Is it a bit like that one that we watched with Kristen Stewart and... Oh, no, because I really liked Hall this season. Yeah, but you are kind of going, yeah, but you shouldn't be together because she's a piece of shit. Yeah. She shouldn't, Kristen Stewart's character should not be. With Mackenzie Davis, no. no. It is a little bit like that, but... Yeah, but that's a lot more fun. That movie. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's I genuinely really enjoy that movie. And I look forward to watching it at Christmas. But it's got added on. Yes, of course. Uh, but this, it is just, it is let down by the fact that at points, even I was watching it going. I mean, this is very, uh, very, very, very stereotypical. This is what people think gay people are. Um, but then the film again kind of references that and it's just, there's an awful lot of cake eating in this movie and it just it's, it doesn't it doesn't add up and it is fucking too long it's way too long How also, long it? it's pushing two hours you think all movies are too long it, this is an hour and 55 minutes Rom com should be one hundred and four minutes maximum, right? But as well, if you want to, this is a genuine thing, and I, 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 again, coming from a white heterosexual male, I, I think that if you want to legitimise showing gay sex on screen, right? That's fine. Completely fucking agree with that. Could have could have done with more dick. Yeah. Didn't see any enough dongs. No. In this, yeah. Wow. Right. Too many asses. Not not enough. 
not enough, right? If you're going to legitimize that, don't every time you have a sex scene have it with no atmosphere and no music and, and try and make it no like like you are like you are challenging the person who's watching oh, it. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. Going, does this offend you? No. Does this offend you? No. But now there's three of them. Does this offend you? No, they're in a whale of a time. But does this offend you? Still doesn't offend me. Does this offend you? Do you know what's offending me? The fact that he's still got his briefs on. That's offending me. They wouldn't be on. <laughs> mm. Yeah, okay. Bros is fine, but it's also not. It's yeah. too long. It's, it, it's not the first gay rom-com. No. Because we've just referenced one that came out two years ago. Yeah. Um, and the the main guy in it, you hope doesn't end happy, but his boyfriend, you hope he does because he's great, he's lovely, Aww. and quite nice. Poor Aaron. Yeah. So if you like rom coms, you can watch it, but go in with tempered expectations. And also, I don't think that this movie. Don't get me wrong, there will be an element. To this movie not doing as well because some people won't go and see it out of just outright homophobia. Yes. Right. But they were never gonna go and see it. You are you are not gonna. There's no one who's gonna go and see this being a homophobe and come out of it and go well. Well, do you know what? I quite like the gays now. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Yeah. So it, it is a little bit of a confused mess that occasionally can be incredibly funny. That's a fucking mixed bag. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, Harvey Fierstein uh, is in it for about two minutes and steals almost the entire movie. Okay. Yep, he's brilliant in it. For literally nice. like minutes. <laughs> Man, that guy should be in more things. <laughs> yeah, that guy should be in fucking more things. He's always the best thing he's ever in. That's bros. Bros. Yeah. What else did we watch, Mark? It's the mystery film we all watched. It is. Do you want to know, guys? Do you want to know, listeners, what we watched? <laughs> We all watched Malignant. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Ian, you fucking love Malignant, don't you? Fucking rules. Malignant fucking rules. It Do you just st- is... Does it still remain as high for you? Yeah, man. It's, ju- it's just... It's fucking bonkers. And like, I love how hard it goes. Like, that... The reveal of Gabriel on the back of her head where it's just like writhing around again and just like the 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 the, the sister and the mum watching the video just screaming it's almost like they're screaming and gabriel screaming it's, 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 oh, it's, it's great. the gabriel thing is, it's almost like he's trying to grab things to throw at people yeah 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 he's he's like he's trying to claw at them he's well aggy he's he is aggy yeah. I will say this. I liked Malignant on first watch. 
It, it's the third time we've watched it, or the second it's time. the second time I've seen it. It must be the second time. I liked it on first watch of the cinema. I fucking loved it on rewatch. Yeah, so full disclosure, yeah. I, I suggested watching this the night after we watched Barbarian doing that. Yeah. Because I was disappointed in Barbarian. I got into my head that Barbarian was trying to be this year's Malignant, which it kind of is. Um, which just made me want to watch Malignant again. So that was that was why I suggested it. Fucking slaps does this movie. <laughs> it really fucking I think does. It was really interesting uh, watching it again for the first time, but knowing. Yeah. Because like, so much more out of it. When you when you first watch it, you're like, God, that dude's running really weird. Like, what's going on there? Like, my brain can't quite compute what's what's wrong there. And then you're watching it and, and like knowing, you're like. Oh yeah, it's all fucking backwards, isn't it? Fucking weird, fucking Gabriel, you weirdo. <laughs> backwards, like a madhead. I just, I just love the idea of of James Wan going right to a studio. <laughs> That's the idea, guys. Got the idea. The studio going. What? <laughs> Been reading about parasitic twins, right? Yeah. I've got this idea for a movie. <laughs> they're going. Good. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like that—that that little, that—that that, uh, not quite a blank check, but that—that that favor you owe me. Yeah, can I have forty million to make this movie? <laughs> the ball looks at you and gone, shit. <laughs> but I mean, that—that's exactly what it is. This doesn't get made without Aquaman. No, but that's it. He—he he made Aquaman, so he gets this as a treat, and we get it as a treat. Yep. Boy, is it a treat? It fucking so is. <laughs> the thing is, it's it, Gabriel might might go on to be one of the best horror villains, <laughs> just for the simple fact that he's just a dick. That, he's, it, he's really violent. <laughs> he, yeah, I'm, I, I just like and stealing that woman's trophy to like fashion the weapon out of it. And then, and then, like, that it's that fucking scene late on where he's just, like, hunting for the weapon in that room while that girl's hiding. Um, yes. I, I just... I, there's something <laughs> so just deliciously batshit about it. That, yeah, it but, like, the uh, where he... In that same sequence where where he's about to jump out the window, he's like, now I'm going to throw a chair at these pricks. He doesn't need to do that. <laughs> it doesn't get him that much further. No, he's just a dick, though. But he's he? just a dick. He's like, oh, get away, I chair, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that whole sequence in the police station where he's just kicking ass and it's just James Wan going like, right, going to use some of my skills that I learned from Fast 7 here. And it, it just, it got, again, the action goes hard and it, it, it's like it's quite a slow build-up to the to the third act. Like you are wondering what's going on and why does where is my mind keep playing, um, <laughs> and, and, which is again great. But then the way that that really kicks in when um, the uh, the mum who's like trapped in the I mean the the attic. And I I tell you what's really clever about that. They have a scene in the house, like the the police are talk, like talking. I think it's like the moment where it's the 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 coppers like Gabriel's your imaginary friend, and then it cuts to like an establishing shot. It kind of like goes over a river or something like that, 
and then over like a townscape. And then it cuts to the mum cutting herself free and then crashing down. And it's such a piss take by James Wan to just go, right, I'm going to do an establishing shot of the of basically the exact same place you would we were just in, but upstairs. Yeah. And I, and it, it, I mean, because it, it does really trip you up because you, you're just not expecting it at all to be the same place because you've just had the cinematic language going, OK, we're in a different place now. But then when she does, when she crashes through and then that where is my mind like really kicks in. I, it just, like from then on, this film just is off to the races. Yeah, and, to, and, to the to oh the point, god, it's great. To the point of where, when that happened, I paused the movie, didn't I? Mm. I was like, "Wait, did I fall asleep in this moment? I missed like five minutes." You were like, "No, no, no, no." It was before that because you were like, "Are we? Are we supposed to know who this is?" No, I said that before when yeah. I fell asleep was yeah, when she yeah. fell through the roof. Yeah. yeah. And you went, you said exactly the same thing in the cinema. <laughs> I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> but but it's it, just I, and on it, great fun. <laughs> and honestly, I, fe- I I think that reaction, that discombobulation of it is because of the like the establishing shot yeah. stuff that James Wan does beforehand. It just complete it makes no sense. But it can, like, you know, if, if, like, you break it down, it's like, right, we have a scene in the house, then a scene establishing we're now in another place, but oh no, hang on a second, it is actually still in this house. It doesn't make any sense from a cinematic language point of view, but it's James Wan just going, screw it, I'm going to mess with you. Yeah. He's such a brilliant filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, he it is. Just, he just does not get anywhere near the credit he should get for how, how, how just technical, technically gifted he is, and atmospheric in, in the way that he can create atmosphere, and the way that he can have fun with being a director yeah. and a storyteller. Have you written? Sorry, just scroll down again. Have you written that in the free gun that's coming? Uh, yeah, he wrote the story for it. Yeah. I'm more and the the, uh, the the woman who wrote Malignant wrote the screenplay for Ma- Mifregan. Yeah. Um, yeah that, he, he's, that looks deliciously pretty face, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. He's just such a... He really, I genuinely think he's one of the most important filmmakers of the past two decades. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just... It's the fact that he keeps on going back to horror as well. Like he could be doing fucking anything in Hollywood. That's it. And he just you know, wants he, to make these gnarly horror films every other film. Yeah, the the what he, he he it's that thing he does a one for them. So go and do Furious Seven, knowing that it, it it's gonna make a billion quid, but that might you know mean that he can do this or the only they'll give him money to do another conjuring movie and from that he can then do this movie and he can then do that movie and he, you know it but as well he isn't you know the conjuring universe he isn't precious and no i have to do all of this he's like well, i've got an idea for a story about a fucking about the nun but i don't need to make the movie because i'm gonna go and make aquaman instead yeah and you know you, the thing is 
you can very much see him going when Aquaman uh, and the Lost Kingdom comes out and makes a billion dollars. You could see him going. Malignant two guys. Malignant two that I was talking about. I'm going. Do you know what? Fuck. Just it. It actually did way better than we thought it was going to do. So yeah, fine. Well, that's the other interesting thing. I was reading what he was saying about the fact that you know, because he was was talking about a a sequel. He said the the issue is he said if the film had made what it ended up making on the box office in its first weekend, and it had gone on to make more, we. We'd have been greenlit mm. already. Yeah, yeah. The problem is studios still favour that box office. And Malignant has made money. Yeah. And by every other metric, we should have a sequel, but we don't quite yet. So please keep watching it on streaming services. Keep asking for it. Keep chatting about it, and we just might get there. It's just such a fucking banger, and it kind of came out of nowhere as well. Like it was, it, 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 it just it wasn't it wasn't on my radar at all until we watched it, and then it was like, what the fuck? Why did I not know this was a thing that was coming out? Everyone seemed to lean more towards this, and I I, I, I might be wrong on this, but I think I am. I think I'm in the right place. Wasn't it out around about the same time as uh, was it last night in Soho? Uh yeah, I mean it was about a month beforehand. Yeah, the trailers were doing a lot of the the rounds at the same time yeah. as that, and it was like, right, so you've got James Wan and um, Edgar Wright doing these like Jalo inspired films, and then what it turned out is one of them had made a a batshit fucking kind of jello. And I think you've referenced this numerous times, Ian, haven't you, and said, if Argento was making movies now, mm-hmm. like prime Argento was making movies now, this is what he would be making. Yep. And it, it, it didn't end up being a jello. Yeah. It was something else. And I didn't get on with it a lot, but you, for instance, you really did, a lot of people really did, and I liked to rewatch that movie. But it wasn't the jello that the trailer made it look like no, it was going to be. Wasn't. And this wasn't either, but it was something wholly different but better. Yeah. 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 Fully agree. Malignant fucks and slaps and just fucking... Just, Gabriel it is such a great menacing just dickhead. Just, he just, He's so right. He just he is wants just to a be prick. a prick. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you're looking at it and it's... It, it's almost like like if you went out for a drink with what's her name, with fucking Madison, you'd be there going, oh, kind of want Gabriel to get come out a little bit, but then again, just die. I don't want to die. Yeah. As long as you were you know involved in his treatment or abandonment, I think you'd be fine. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I think if if. If she got a little bit tipsy and you went, I'm sure she went, all right then. I let him out for like half an hour. Everybody in the bar would be dead. And she'd just come to him and be like, ah. I, I, I go, Gabriel. ah, fucking hell, Sambuca. You absolute prick. <laughs> got to fucking put him back in this fucking prison again now. Gabriel's there. Go, 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 Join fucking Fucking, you'll fucking have some booker again, you twat. 
Yeah. Oh dear. Nice. What else have you been watching, Ian? Uh, okay, so uh, it was quite a lot of spooky movies. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll go pretty quickly through these. So uh, rewatch The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, don't really need to talk about that. Uh, rewatch The Shining. Um, looks bloody brilliant on 4K. Jesus Christ. Um, the fit. The thing I noticed about The Shining this time around is just how little work Jack does. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> he's he like yeah, shout- he No, he's shouting at Wendy about like how he has a responsibility to his employer. Wendy's the one going around checking the fucking boiler. Yeah, and, all, all he, and, and then when he's not whinging about that, he's saying, can you just give me time to write? Yeah, yeah. And, like, and then... Yeah, what else is he doing? Throw, throwing a fucking ball around, or looking at them creepily. It did. It just. It made me laugh how like he never does a bit of work at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I don't know. It's interesting. I saw somebody on Reddit the other day describe The Shining as a cozy film, and I'm a bit, huh? But also, I just like it. It's it. It's creepy, but once you've watched it, the amount of times I know, like I've watched it, it does just feel weirdly comfortable. And it's, yeah, I don't know. Like it's quite a languid pace, you know. Like the um the the one I watched is like the extended U- uh, US cut, which is getting on for two and a half hours. Um, and you just kind of settle into it. So yeah, the, the Shining. I I I think it's a masterpiece. But um, yeah, there, there you go. Uh, I may well get to Doctor Sleep again at some point. I don't know. Uh, we shall see. Um, so I also, uh, yeah, VHS ninety four. All right, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously I talked about VHS ninety nine last time round, which was a mixed bag. VHS ninety four, actually, I thought was it was pretty good, uh, to be honest. Um, so the wraparound story is uh, like kind of following almost like a SWAT squad as it um, goes. Uh, it, it kind of like uh, it invades this like potential terrorist cell but there's vhs's all over the place and bodies with like bleeding eyes and stuff um it's all right ending's a bit of a letdown um storm drain which is about a local news reporter doing a report on um a local urban myth called the rat man um and she and a cameraman go into a storm drain to investigate um pretty good actually really really great creature design and uh an amazing ending um really good gnarly darkly comic stuff that's very director he was doing that watcher movie isn't she that's right chloe okano yeah okano yeah yeah um yeah, very interested in Watcher um, after this. Uh, really, really funny. Like, and like, just a good time. But creepy as well. Yeah, it's good. 
Um, the Empty Wake, um, which is uh, a, it's a funeral. Well, there's a wake. Uh, this woman who's like started working at the funeral home is uh, looking after the body overnight. Weird shit happens. It was all right. Uh, nicely tense. Again, actually, all the way through this, some like really good practical makeup stuff across all the shorts. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, quite enjoyed that one. Uh, the subject, uh, which is directed by the guy who directed The Night Comes for Us, um, and co-directed that the the segment that Gareth Evans did in VHS Two. Um, this is bonkers. Um, <laughs> it's really, like it's fun. Uh, basically, it's like this mad scientist guy who kidnaps people and tries to essentially like fuse them with. Uh, like, like, basically tries to make them become cyborgs, um, and um, it, 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 like, half of it is almost like this kind of like when Robocop is like watch it, like watching people, you know, it's like, um, uh, what's it that guy, uh, guy says to him, like, Robocop, like, he, like, ah, fuck, anyway, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. But um, and it's like kind of almost like a Robocop POV while this um, mad scientist guy is um, talking mad scientist shit. But then like the second half of it is. It kind of felt like almost like a really good adaptation of Doom. Um, it's just very, very hardcore violence um, as this cyborg woman um has to, has to try and escape this uh that the, the place where she's uh, been captured while uh, a bunch of like uh, of um again like SWAT team guys uh, uh, uh try to kill her because she does not look like a woman anymore she looks like a fucking nasty cyborg um and yeah just some incredible kills um I, I think it's the longest segment. I, I, it might be like half hour getting on for 40 minutes and like the whole thing's only an hour and 40 minutes in itself. Um, but what once it gets going, it's really, really, really entertaining. Just an awful lot of, oh, bloody hell kind of <laughs> in it. So yeah, that's a good time. Um, and then last one, uh, Terror, which is uh, basically about a terrorist cell um, who... Uh, I won't spoil it, but are testing a weapon, um, and it's pretty imaginative. Um, it's okay. Um, it goes on a little bit long, and it, it's like, hey, aren't homegrown terror cells idiots? Aren't they all dickheads? Yes, they are. Well done. Um, so yeah, that's that one. So in all, um. A pretty, a pretty good, pretty strong, actually. Um, I think the stronger sections in this were better than any anything in VHS 99, and there wasn't anything as weak in this. Uh, uh, sorry, the, there wasn't anything as bad as any of the as the worst sections in VHS 99 in this. It is consistent. Um, yeah, so yeah, VHS 94 would recommend. Um, 
And I watched Wendell and Wild. Um, I, I, I think Bex is going to finish it off, so maybe we can talk about it more next week. But um, fantastic animation, fantastic character design, production design, all that needed to cut just calm down on just how much story and how many characters it was throwing at you it's very like really really hard to keep up with what should have been quite a simple story but we'll we'll talk more about it next week um and then my final one non-horror uh i watched ruben oslin's latest palm door winning triangle of sadness yes annoying the fact that it's just this was just it seemed to have a wide release just didn't play loads of places at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was an odd, odd one, because uh, I know Noel had difficulty seeing it, even though it was um, being trailered at the cinema he goes to, it then didn't play, so yeah. something happened there. Same for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. odd one. Um, so, Harris Dickin and uh, Charles B. Dean, who um, passed away a few months back, which is very sad. She's really good in this. Um, they play a model couple, um who go on a cruise um and uh their captain is a uh marxist who doesn't like rich people um so yeah i i i really enjoyed it it's doing the eat the rich thing that a lot you know a lot of films have done in the past and a lot of films are doing at the moment feels fascinating that like like i i think there's probably a lot of people watching this in can maybe not recognizing themselves up on screen um <laughs> but um yeah, yeah um it, it's split into three parts the first one's introducing the couple and um <laughs> they have this fucking brilliant argument uh which like stems from uh the uh, the woman saying uh, Yaya, her name is, um, uh, basically uh, not paying for dinner. And he's like, well, you said last night you were going to pay for it. And and, and it, it kind of like it goes from like the social niceties of who's picking up the bill to like this big epic debate about um, the place of men and women in society. Um then the second part uh, on the cruise ship is um, uh, quite long. Uh, I mean, the film itself is about two and a half hours and it, it could have done with being shorter. Uh, take a drink. Um, but it, this this part, it's just there's a lot of, oh, this rich person's nice. Oh, they're an arms dealer. Oh, OK, then. And just, again, a lot of like, aren't rich people horrible? Um, but there is, um, a, an extended sequence of things going wrong on the ship, which is bloody brilliant. Um, and is soundtracked by new noise, uh, new noise by refused. Um, and the images on screen with that music blaring, it's quite something. Um, and then the third part is the aftermath of what happened on the ship and then it introduces a new main character um uh, uh, and it, it goes on from that i don't want to spoil it because i didn't know what was gonna happen there 
and it kind of the film just kind of veers off in a completely different direction for like the last 45 minutes um and it's funny and odd and has a really ambiguous ending and i really really liked it um it's really really well played and like the power dynamics of people get completely twisted and it's a lot of fun so the first part is is fantastic the third part is bloody brilliant the second part is very good but over long so it's a really 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 good film but also one where it does kind of feel like its intended point is going to be missed by a lot of people right so yeah yeah um but it's good and uh yeah that's me so bloody hell we're twitter questions Ooh, that's a fucking look it's a fucking look eh fucking hell I wasn't prepared for that. I forgot to ask a question today, so apologies. I will think of a really good one for next week now. Um, Noel asks, what have been your biggest buzz horror winners and losers of the last few years? Oh, fuck me. Right. Horror films 2020. Loser for me would be, um, it depends how many years we're going back. It follows was really disappointing. Um, yeah. Midsummer. I like Midsummer. It's fucking funny. Hereditary. Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Again, liked Hereditary because the ending of it is funny. Winner, I mean malignant. Yeah, malignant's got to be fucking up there. Um, the night house count. Oh, that's a good. Yes, yeah, 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 nice. I'll say, I'll say, Hellraiser was a bit of a disappointment given the buzz that was kind of yeah. going into it. By the way, as well, Hellraiser just being shut out on um, streaming yeah. services this week. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that, that film literally just, yeah, just nothing. Just, I don't get it, that. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, very odd. Uh, let's have a look and see. Uh, disappointment, can I have dash cam? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, but on the flip side, you have to have... Oh, but, yeah, our host on the other side there. Um, there's one that was that I've been really fucking good and it's been coming out of fucking nowhere in the past few years. Oh, no, because he's not. What? No, no, I don't really. I fucking love that movie. I'm going to rewatch that. Uh,. Yeah, the winner is. I do think you're right, but I think it's malignant. Oh, the escape room movies. Being bossy though. No, mm. fair point. Fair point. 
fair point. I can't think what the big buzz ones were. The buzz ones are usually a bit shit, let's be honest. Because they get too... was a buzz one, that was a disappointment. You didn't go with that, did you? No, I fucking hated it. I'm trying to think what else has been this year that I thought was just bit new. No, I think, yeah. I think I've been all right with quite a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rick Kidd, inspired by the proximity to Halloween and uh, Ebola homes, he's put here, <laughs> too. <laughs> so intentional. I hope so. I hope Dracula, so. I think it is. Uh, and Sherlock Holmes have been played many times uh, by different people. Which have been your favourite depictions of these characters and who would you cast for these roles if you were making films with them now? The Dracula and some kind of Sherlocky Holmes thing. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Dracula, Jack Black. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Um, what, what's your favourite depiction of Dracula? Um, Gerard Butler in Dracula 2000. <laughs> what's yours, Becky? Mine's Dominic Purcell in Blade 3. He's not Dracula. That's good. He is? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He's, 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 he's fucking great. He just plays it as the most 2003 Dracula ever. It's just not menacing in any way. What's I mean, it's Christopher Lee, isn't it? For Dracula? Yeah. No, it's Dominic Purcell. Who was it? There was somebody who played like a Sherlock Holmes one um, in, I think it was the late 70s or early 80s. Oh, who the fuck was it? And it was fucking brilliant. Who did you have doing Sherlock Holmes back? I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever seen like Sherlock Holmes stuff, really. You know, I don't watch any like the TV stuff and bits like that. No, not Cumberbatch plays it in any of Um, it's not. I never really read much of it either. I've read The Hands of Baskerville. Yeah. I mean, Sherlock Holmes, it's Will Ferrell as Holmes. No, it's fucking shite. Awful. Just awful. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know. I haven't seen enough to, to comment, really. My favourite is one that I can't remember. Let's go remember. Henry Cavill. Just Fair it's Henry Cavill. Fair play. I mean, there's Sherlock Holmes that could, like, be re- 
Lord of His Arms. Yeah. I'll go with that. I, 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 I cut up Ian's Jack Black <laughs> Dracula. Oh, yeah. Literally, it's sold on that. <laughs> Full blonde fry, shut up and take my money <laughs> meme on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm now a little bit angry that it isn't happening. <laughs> it's six months time. He's shouting at Ian, going, "Where's my Dracula movie with Jack Black, Ian?" <laughs> Why aren't they making it? It was in the news section. I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sherlock. I feel like Amy Adams needs a comeback. She's got disenchanted two coming out. I feel like she needs a comeback that isn't Disney's streaming movie of the month. She doesn't have a lot of luck with streaming movies. Fair yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, Kate Blanchett as Sherlock Holmes. Oh, um, yeah. Fucking hell, Ian. Out the park tonight, Ian. Jesus, you just fucking drank the how would you've done it again fucking gif, haven't you? <laughs> there you go, Ian. Genuinely, yeah. what are we covering next week? Uh, so Watcher, which you uh said about earlier on, is out this week. Yep, uh, wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, the Bill Nighy Living uh, film is out, the um, the remake of Akiru. Um, yes. But, well, let's let's see how we go, maybe. Um, yes. Watcher would actually be my... I, I'm looking forward to Living, but I also, like, I kind of feel like maybe you're going to need to be in a certain mood for that. Yeah, it looks very good, but it does look very... Yeah. There's a sousson of vegetables about it that I think there is a little bit, but I do also think that it could be really entertaining as well at the same time. Yeah. Oh, very weirdly, right? Um, just something I watched on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, and I meant to bring up on the podcast. Um, was in Twin Peaks: The Return. Um, Ian, you mentioned that um, that um, Cal McLaughlin's d- depiction of uh, what's his name, the other character know. he has in the, in Twin Peaks that isn't Dale Cooper. What's he called again? Dewey was it or something like that? Oh, Dougie. Uh, Dougie. Dougie. Yes. It, yeah. You said that he he reminded you of. Uh, Peter O'Toole in being there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched the uh, Criterion uh, Closet with uh, Carl McLaughlin there. Yeah. And he picks up a copy of being there and says that he actually based bits of Dougie on that character (laughs) in that thing. Oh, yeah. And I start fucking, yeah. Well fucking spotted on that, Ian. Because and by the way, it's a great film as well. Uh, but yeah, fucking, I just I, I completely forgot about it until just then for some reason. Hell yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we'll be doing Watcher. Possibly, um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, um, cool. 
All right, so that is it. We've still got Revolver to record. Um, so I'm going to say thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Becky. Thanks, Ian. And you can make the decision to leave this podcast now. Bye. Bye. Bye.